And you're listening to The Loud Table. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Ali A. Here today with episode 12 of Loud. In this episode, I'm going to be giving you the rundown of Loud, how it started, and where it's going, as well as telling you guys where I've been for the past year, because if you didn't know, it has been a long time since I last uploaded an episode. Then I'm going to be taking you to the loud table where we're going to be having a discussion about our futures at university, looking after your inner child, sharing advice with each other and also looking back at our past. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. And if you're returning, welcome back. I'm so happy to have all of you here. If you'd like to join the community or get involved, the links are in the description to my social media pages. Loud has an Instagram, Facebook and a Twitter. And also, depending on the platform you're listening from, feel free to leave a review or a comment. Any feedback is welcome. Okay, let's get on to the episode. So I'm going to be taking you through the who, what, when, where and why of Loud. Starting with the who, my name is Aaliyah, aka Ali A, and I'm an 18-year-old black girl living in England. Both sides of my family are from Guyana, so I'm of Guyanese descent. And Guyana, let me tell you a bit about Guyana. Guyana is the only English-speaking country in South America, um, and it's also considered to be West Indian and Caribbean. It's situated above Brazil and between Venezuela and Suriname. I actually went to Guyana over the summer, so if you're interested in seeing some photos from my trip, go to at loud.podcast on Instagram, and I've posted some pictures on there. I recently started university, so when I started this podcast, I was still in secondary school. I had just started sixth form and I've finished sixth form now. I finished my A-levels and now I'm in university, which is so exciting. I got into the university I wanted, so I'm happy about that. And also I'm doing genetics, which is part of the biology uh, department. It like comes underneath biology and I, biology was one of my favorite subjects at A-level and also at GCSE. So I'm really happy about that and I wanted to do genetics because I just think it's a really interesting field and also I think it's really relevant as well because you know we all have DNA we all have genes and we're all subject to genetic conditions and I actually got into genetics because for part of my A-levels I did an EPQ which is an extended project and I had to write a dissertation and I chose to do it about CRISPR which is something um, to do with gene editing Um, And I did a lot of research. I looked at some documentaries and I just found it a really interesting topic to cover. So I really wanted to explore it further at university. Since university started, I've been really busy going to lectures and I've been meeting so many great people. Uh, I'm staying on campus. Actually, I'm staying in the dorms. The dorms? Are they called dorms? No, I'm staying in in one of the on-campus accommodations and I've been in a flat with some really nice people and I've got a nice little room which I've decorated kind of not much uh some people have really gone really gone for the decorations but for me I just got a few things I'm comfortable with brought a lot of stuff from home because I wasn't going to be buying out (laughs) everything for a new room and um I've made it comfortable I like it here apart from podcasting and science the other things I love my interests my hobbies are music and dance so growing up I played I played more than three I would say maybe about like five five musical instruments, but I currently have three that I play. Um, So I played, um, uh, I started out with like recorder and violin. And then eventually I also played um, treble. Is it called treble recorder? Yeah, descant and treble recorder. Treble recorder is basically the big one that sounds deeper. I don't know if you know much about musical instruments, but yeah, there's more than one type of recorder. I played two types of recorders and then I also play violin. I've been playing violin since I was five and I also play piano and electone. And the easiest way for me to describe an electone, definitely YouTube, look it up on YouTube or something because it is so interesting. But um, the easiest way for me to describe an electone is basically if you took an organ and a keyboard and they like 
mix them together you know merge them <laughs> yeah so i'm a musician and also i do dance i did dance i've been i had been doing ballet since i was four um but because of covid it stopped but i'm hoping to get back into dance because at university there's loads of different societies so i'm joining the african and caribbean society because i'm a caribbean girl and um i'm also hoping to join dance um and also the i know that they have orchestras they have a musical thing but i i'm not sure how to join it so i've got to still look into that and i guess the last thing to say about me is that i am the host and the founder of loud so let me tell you all about what loud is so loud is a two-segment podcast the first segment you're listening to right now this segment is going to be me by myself or i'll be joined by a co-host or a guest and the second segment is called the loud table and that's where i bring a small group of other young people and we'll discuss the topic or the theme of the episode in further detail and yeah we just talk to each other we have discussions it's usually quite fun quite laid back and why why the loud table why this format well the aim of loud really is to amplify the voices of the younger generations because I felt that young people weren't being taken seriously when it came to important topics and as well as we weren't even included in some discussions when in fact everything affects us and everything if it doesn't affect us now it will affect us in the future. So the voices and the opinions and the the votes and whatnot of young people are so so important. We need to have our voices heard, we need to be talking and well we are talking it's just that I felt that people weren't listening so that's why the podcast is here we talk we we discuss we learn from one another and we grow as a community no matter what age you are or where you're coming from and the concept of the loud table basically um I just I was thinking like you know what can I call this segment how can I do this and I I reflected back to my secondary school days and at my first secondary school where I did my GCSEs and stuff, I had some great friends and what would happen at lunch times and break times, that's when we don't have lessons on and we've got like, a no, I don't know, half an hour to an hour to ourselves, depending on whether it was break or lunch. That doesn't matter. Anyway, so at break time or lunchtime, we would, we would sit together and sometimes, you know, we end up having discussions, such important and interesting and deep discussions sometimes or random nonsense discussions that really don't mean much apart from, <laughs> apart from to us. But, you know, it's discussions. We were talking to each other. And I feel like as a young person, we kind of spend most of our time at school or, you know, at clubs or at home and stuff. But for a lot of us, the only time that we really have to have these deep conversations with our friends is, is at break time, at lunchtime, when we're relaxing after working. So, for example, we didn't sit in the canteen then, but... If we're in a room with other people or if we were sat in the canteen, there would usually be that one table of people that are just always loud and having some sort of passionate discussion. So I put two and two together and I was like, what about the loud table? You know, because it's like the, the podcast was already called loud. I already knew that before before I even thought of the loud table. And it just sort of made sense to me that like you've got loud and then you've got like a loud table and that's like you know everyone's coming in for lunch everybody's sitting down everyone's talking and having a good time and then we we get up and we go we gotta go back to lessons and do whatever else we have to do so that's my thinking behind the concept there's a few people who are regulars to loud so they'll be on quite a few different episodes you'll hear their voice every now and then and probably get to know them quite well there's other people who've come on maybe once or twice but the loud table changes from episode to episode because I feel like it's important to give you a, a wide range of opinions and, and loads of different people to hear from. Because remember, everybody interprets and thinks about things in a different way. So if we have the same people all the time, you're just getting the same perspective. But by changing up the people, not only can I make the people that I'm bringing in re relevant to the discussion, but also you do get that wider perspective. You do hear from loads of different angles and loads of on loads of different topics. And speaking of loads of different topics, the topics we talk about are basically anything from something that affects us personally to things that affect a larger part of society. So, for example, we've done episodes about race, episodes about bullying, and also we've done episodes like, for example, the last one, the one released before this, where my friend Isla came on and she was talking about theatre because she's passionate about the theatre. 
and other people who also do theatre also came together and were talking about their love for theatre and why it was important for their development as children and stuff like that. So with every episode, what my aim is, is to make sure that when you're listening to it, when you finish listening to it, you've learned something or you've been empowered maybe because you could, you've heard a perspective that you relate to and you feel heard and understood. Maybe you'll learn about a topic that you've never really thought about before and therefore get to understand a different group of people a bit better. And also I want you to be able to have fun. So usually the loud tables, they've got lighthearted discussion. It is fun to listen to, at least in my opinion, but I'm biased, clearly. Um, and then also sometimes I have special episodes. haven't done one in, in a, a while, but I definitely want to do some more again. And um, also the end of every episode, don't, don't go skipping away too fast because at the end of the episode, I do put some bloopers in as well. I hope you can get a little bit of everything here. But the key thing is that it's young people doing this. It's young people coming together and, and talking to each other. And if you're a young person or you're an older person who maybe wants to get a younger perspective, I think this would be a really good podcast for you. I think I've covered everything, really. Um, I've said who I am. I've said what Loud is. Um, why I started Loud. I guess next would be when. Uh, Loud's second anniversary is going to be on the 18th of October. So I did start it in 2020 and we're approaching two years, which is so exciting. We're going to have a little toddler. <laughs> um, and next up, I guess, where? Where is Loud going? Well, this episode right now is going to the Loud table. So you can finally stop hearing from me alone. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the Loud table. Hi, I'm Isla. Hi, I'm Sophie. And you're listening to The Loud Table. (laughs) Okay, so you might be wondering why why is she back again? What's she doing here? If you're new here, you won't have any questions. Don't worry about that. But today I'm doing The Loud Table format in a slightly different way. So again, I mentioned that my social media handles are going to be in the description and also depending on the podcast streaming platform you're listening from you may be able to leave a comment or a review so if you like the format of this episode drop me a dm tag me whatever you want to do just let me know how you feel about it um and also i'll put a question poll up on my instagram story anyway i'm just giving you guys a heads up because i know that if you're an old listener you'll probably be used to hearing this in a different way so that's going to be a little bit different this episode but regardless most things will stay the same so Without further ado, let's continue. So we start off the loud table talking about oh, year seven. Wow. Because the conversation goes eventually onto universities and what we're doing with our futures, I thought, why not start with year seven? If you don't know what year seven is, basically um, in U- in the UK, we have primary school or well, in England. I don't, I, different parts of the UK work differently. So I'll say England. In England, We start off at primary school and then we go to secondary school and then we go to sixth form or college and then we go to university. To make it a bit easier to understand if you're in a different country, I'll just say the general ages of what happens at different stages of school. So primary school tends to be from ages about four to 11. Secondary school is, well, in the GCSE part only. So GCSEs are one of the exams that we sit during our time in education so um gcse part of school is uh, ages 11 to 16 and then what's known as sixth form slash college is generally done between 16 to 18 and then beyond that is university or work or whatever you choose to do with your life you don't have to follow that path but that's just the the educational ladder if you want to put it that way and year seven is the very first year of secondary school and all of us at the loud table went to the same secondary school. So you might hear some reference to that. And that's also why I mentioned year seven. I thought it would be a good place to start because it's where most of us met each other for the first time. What a better place to start than the first day, than where we all began together, united as one in year seven. Yeah, on the transition days, I literally stuck with Isla. Yeah, literally. Because 
my 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 mindset was um I'll find the biggest person and kind of be with them <laughs> like so they can stick up for me make friends with the big one just for the listeners can can you explain what you mean by by the big person I love I'm six foot four yeah. and I've always been tall <laughs> stuck out like a sore thumb and apparently although I'm tall I am the weakest person you will ever meet I hate confrontation okay like if we're in a fight man I'm putting this first I'm not gonna lie. So I love your idea, but the theory behind it, brilliant. You picked the wrong person. Yeah, I totally realised that now. <laughs> well, mate, I've just realised we're all three of you in the same class. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm the outsider here. <laughs> so all of us have gone on to different universities in different parts of the UK doing different courses. So next we're gonna talk about what we're studying at university and also what we're looking forward to. Now, I've already told you my perspective, so that's in the first half of this episode. But let's hear from Isla, Sophie and Danny and hear what they're excited for at university. I'm studying earth and environmental science. What are you most excited for at uni? Um, I'm most excited for having a um, climbing wall, literally a 10 minute walk from my house. That I can just go and use. You are, I am so excited. Are you, are you a climbing person? Yes. Cool. I love climbing. So how did it start? <laughs> did it start at year 6 PGL? <laughs> it started when I was about like 18 months old and I climbed up from the floor onto the top of the sofa and sat up here. And I'd climb up here and I'd sit up here and I'd read a book upside down because I couldn't read at that age. Um, and then... Um, when I was about like four, I, um, my mum was a beaver leader and I, um, went up one of the climbing walls that they had for the beavers that day. And I was able to get to the top, but yeah, I've just always loved climbing. It's just really fun. And it's always been an escape because it's like, I am literally leaving everything on the ground. Would you ever do, um, free climbing? You know, when people just like find a cliff and climb up it? Um, Considering I walked into a park and just decided that tree looks climbable and climbed it to the top. Um, yeah, I would definitely do that. I've been co-steering, which is basically you find a cliff, you climb it, and then you jump off of it into the sea. It's very fun. It's very fun. I just don't, I just don't like being salt water. Salt water, you inhale. You inhale. It's really hot. The robot came back. Oh no! <laughs> it's still there. Don't be said you just recorded where we finished. It's so funny. Oh, now. You sure? Yeah, now you're fine now. Okay. It's gone now. <laughs> Do I need to say anything again, or are we okay? Yeah. Whatever you said after the co-steering when you jump off a cliff um, into the ocean, can you say say that bit again, please? Uh, Yes, so I really enjoy co-steering. So you kind of climb a cliff, find a cliff, jump off into the ocean, and it's very, very fun. It's just hard with the amount of salt water you inhale sometimes. Um, But yeah, it's wonderful. I really enjoy it. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's really cool. That is really cool. So who wants to go next? Who wants to tell me what they're studying? Uh, I guess I'll go next. <laughs> um, I'm doing neuroscience and psychology. Big brain. Um, it's very fun. I'm really excited to do, to again, it's similar to Sophie's. It's just to sort of use the equipment they have because they have like EEG caps and everything. We can get people to run EEGs and you can see the brain waves and everything. But also... Um, I'm actually not moving into accommodation. I'm just commuting. Did you get to see the, um, did they show you how it works and stuff on the open day? Did you go to an open day? Uh, I didn't go to like an in-person one, but I did online ones and they had a video of someone doing an EEG test and having someone put the skull cap on and they have to put like a fluid on because of your hair, it like blocks the signals. So they have to put like a cap on. So then when the guy removed the cap, he just got all these little splodges of like gel because (laughs) they had to put it for his hair. Um, So I'm studying primary education. I'm going to be a teacher, primary school teacher. Um, 
I think I'm probably, I mean, I'm most looking forward to like being properly independent because I'm moving like far away from home. And like, as much as I love my family, um, I do. And that's not why I'm moving away to like a different country. Um, but <laughs> I just think I just need that like complete isolation. I'm absolutely terrified. Um, and every single time I think about it, it makes me want to cry. However, I'm really looking forward to it at the same time. <laughs> I think that's probably what I'm looking forward to most. Plus, everyone in Northern Ireland is really friendly and they love to drink, so I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like an alcoholic. <laughs> you sure? I'm 18. Okay, it's legal. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you. Why primary education and not secondary education? Was your secondary um, school experience that traumatic that you would never consider becoming a secondary school teacher? <laughs> um. It's not that, I mean, it's okay, it's a little bit of that, but like, <laughs> I know what secondary school students are like, right? I know that we're like, I mean, there's no real nice way to put it, but like, and I just, just be blunt with it. Like, we just, we don't treat our teachers very, very nicely sometimes. And I think we can all look back on an experience and think, like, like I shouldn't have done that, or like, I was a little bit out of order there. But at the time, you're just like, oh ha ha it doesn't really matter like they're a teacher they're used to this and I'm a little bit like I would rather be able to like go like this and like go like clap 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 and all the students just like silent because I feel like they have so much more respect for their teachers they're so much in more awe plus like I've always loved like I've got loads of I'm the oldest grandchild like I'm, I was the oldest grandchild so all my I've always had like younger cousins and stuff um and I've always like babysitting them and stuff like that Okay, so now that you know what we're studying at university and also some of the things we're excited for, we now move on to talk a bit about those those years where you're sort of not, you're still a child, but you're on the way to being a teenager and you want to be seen as an adult and you're sort of doing different things and learning about yourself, trying to navigate the world that we're living in. And we also take a minute to talk about the inner child and taking care of your inner child, connecting with it and having fun with it. Um, because when we grow up, we may be turning adults in terms of age and our bodies may be changing and stuff but realistically we are still the children that we were in the past it's not like the child leaves our body and gets replaced with an adult once you hit a certain age that part of ourselves is always there so taking care of it is really important some people may need to pay more attention to and give a bit more care to their inner child especially if they had a negative childhood because it does affect us in our daily lives. It does affect our relationships with other people and the way that we control our emotions. So getting in touch with your inner child and trying to heal and take care of your inner child can give you different benefits like healing those negative emotions that you may have experienced in childhood, helping you get over some fears or phobias that you may have. You can have increased emotional regulation. You can get more in touch with your passions, your dreams and your talents. It's shown that people have higher self-esteem and higher self-compassion once they're taking care of their inner child. And also they take, they're better at taking care of themselves. They have better control over their lives and their emotions and they can really get in touch with the fun and creative and playful childish side of themselves. So how do we do all of this? Well, depending on what your situation is, you might find that therapy is the most helpful option for you because of everything that you have to work through. And even if your childhood wasn't particularly bad, it may be helpful to have somebody who knows what they're doing and who knows about this to support you. And other things include um, so being kind to yourself, thinking about what you need at that point in time and really trying to cater to that. And also doing things that you know that you used to love doing when you were younger that maybe you stopped doing because you felt like, oh, I'm too old for this or um, it's too childish. And, you know, just take care of yourself. Reminisce on the good things of your past and meditate, journal, do whatever it is you need to do to help you to feel safe and loved and protected and happy. You know what, though? I, feel, I find really interesting. And I saw this thing the other day and I thought it was true that um, this university lecturer as a reward bought those like you know those little cute little rubbers that are in different shapes it's <laughs> like a surprise for the students for like doing good work and stuff yes. as like an incentive because when you get okay 
we go into year seven and we're like still a child and then like there's the there's the demon ages where it's like <laughs> you know when you get to like 12 13 14 15 yeah. mm-hmm. it's just like you hate the world everything's cringe you you just you, you're like I guess it's it's a way of sort of finding ourselves right but just everything it goes like I think a complete 180 at some point within those ages and you just you just you know you're just going through it really Mm. then like I feel like when you get to a certain age if if my teacher if I knew that my teacher was going to bring in like oh yeah candy if you do some good work I would be like yeah you know it's (laughs) like we're like we're children and then we're like trying not to be children but then we like give into it yeah. when we get a bit older that's how i feel I'm not funny. if teacher mm. bribes me with food i will do whatever they want like yeah. geography key example isla key yeah. example geography. Bribe me with food. i will revise i will do extra projects for you even if it's like i'll give you a lolly i am there like, i am doing <laughs> i'm 18 i'm still like that <laughs> what happened in geography Oh, we'd have um, food Fridays where it would just be everyone bring in food and we'll have a massive snack halfway through the lesson. And then like it would, every Friday we'd have like, a different theme. So it'd be like biscuits, chocolate, crisps. And then we realised how much junk we're eating. So we had like a fruit Friday and like, <laughs> like that. Awesome. <laughs> it was just really fun. Health. Yeah. <laughs> that one day of health and then we went back to chocolate, sweets, everything, every <laughs> single week. <laughs> I think as you get older, you sort of, because there's this concept of like an inner child and like, you'll see, you've probably seen loads of videos of people being like, I'm going to go and do this thing that I used to do a lot when I was a kid and it's really healing my inner child sort of thing. And I feel like, like you say, in those demon ages, can reject that because you're sort of like, I'm growing up. I don't like those things anymore. Like, that's not me. That's so cringe. And then you grow up a bit more and you actually grow up and you're like, no, it's okay to still like those things. Because like, <laughs> if he ever hears this, my dad might kill me for this, but like my dad is still buying Star Wars Lego and making them and he makes them within like an hour. It can be the most complex thing, but he will sit there on the table just gleefully making these little helmets it's just you grow up and you realize that like yeah maybe you can't be doing these sorts of things all the time doesn't mean you have to get rid of it completely like during covid i just sort of loved like the element of like no one is gonna see me i bought play-doh i bought coloring i have like i have i have this drawer in the kitchen right filled with kids toys i bought slime i made slime now i had a blast right and now it is known as my draw because it just has everything in it that every like if I get bored or anything, mum be like, Isla, come play. I'll be like, Mum, I'm bored. She goes, go to your play draw. I'm like, okay. And I get my play-doh out and I get my colouring out and I start colouring in and I play with the mm. slide. I'm just I'm still a big kid at heart. I think that's why I chose primary education as well. Because like I can turn on a Disney film and I will sing with the children. Like No, miss- I don't even doubt anything you're saying because I, I just remember seeing <laughs> I sent Isla a message one time, like asking, like, are you okay? Because I looked at your like story thing and there was just <laughs> loads of videos just non-stop of you in your kitchen singing with, with a cup or something. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I was like, I'm loving the energy, but are you okay? Is everything all right? <laughs> We love the confidence, but seriously, you were right. If I am singing in my kitchen, I am about to break down hard. Okay. That is what I am. That is the slow deterioration of my my brain. Yeah. But no, especially, it depends what songs are coming on. But no, I like, I have a little boogie in my kitchen. Like I bought, yeah. And I will grab a wooden spoon and I will sing my heart out. I'll turn the lights off and I'll put a torch on and I'll be standing there singing Celine Dion like baby, baby, baby and like the wind is going and I'm just like yeah but then my mum walks in she goes are you okay? I'm like no <laughs> not really Can the I can kind of imagine the scenes that will happen in your university kitchen 
like full scale theatre oh production. <laughs> Everyone else in your flat is just going to move out because they're like, excuse me, can you Yeah, and I think everyone on this call, especially, will agree that everyone sees me as like the child always because it's always like I've got the. Well, apart from when I'm knitting and you call me an old lady, <laughs> you always see me as a child. And I love that because I like retaining that childish energy because it's just like, why look for the bad in the world when there's so much good? And if there is something bad happening, like there are so many bad things happening in our world at the moment. Why don't I do one thing that could make it better? Instead of like reminiscing on the fact this is bad, go, this is bad, but I can do this one thing to possibly help someone. I think that's a bad thing about like the year, I'm, I'm going to call it out like the year eights, year nines and year tens. I feel like in year 11, you kind of look back and you're like, why? I think it's the leaving and like the growing up and having to make decisions. You're like, why didn't I enjoy my childhood a little bit yes. more while it was there? I think that's why it was kind of also quite difficult for us, especially because obviously COVID happened in year 11 for us. So like, I remember Leah like saying goodbye to Leah and like, like you guys not knowing when I was going to see you. Traumatized. Literally. And I think that is why maybe we're also quite a little bit more sentimental. And like, when we look back on the younger years, we're like, listen, enjoy these times. Mm -hmm. I think it's because that was robbed from us that we're a little bit more like, like we're like some like old people like enjoy your childhood I didn't get that like enjoy this relish that relish the mm. innocence and the fun times before all the stress of GCSE yeah. and, and university happens so it's like don't be this negative person like Sophie said just mm. enjoy it have fun if you want to sing sing if you want to play with slime play with slime girl so how are you going to be connecting with your inner child I challenge you to go out and find something that you used to do when you were younger that you loved and try and reconnect with it. Or find something that you think is childish and try it just once. So in this next section, we're supposed to be giving advice for our younger selves, but we um we do get sidetracked and end up talking about teachers that have impacted our life choices. You may not realize it, but people can actually have a really big influence on the things that you do and don't like to do. Think about a subject that you love or a thing that you really like to do. Was there somebody, one person maybe, or a group of people who recognized something you did or encouraged you in some way or form somewhere along your journey? And also you could apply the same logic to something that you really don't like. Was there anybody who said something mean about you maybe or made out like you were untalented or it wasn't for you? and you felt out of place you felt like an imposter and you never want and you realized that you didn't want to do it anymore now this doesn't only apply to teachers and students in like a school or uh, educational setting it can apply to anything including work including just generally in life however if you're an educator the way that you treat your students and the relationship you have with your students can affect the relationship that they have with the subject that you're teaching and you might find that if you're seen as the cool teacher, the fun teacher, and like students like you, sometimes they might end up doing better in your classes because they're more interested and because they want to make a good impression. And sometimes they do things to impress you. They, they want to get that recognition and therefore they're going to try a bit harder. They're going to work a bit harder. But if you're a teacher that maybe you have a bad relationship with one of your students, they, they don't like you, you don't like them, you don't get along, you might find that those are the students who aren't doing as well in your class, who don't really engage with the subject as much. This goes both ways too, you know. Just because somebody might be discouraging you doesn't mean that you should write that subject off. Sometimes, not even to prove it to them, right? Not to prove a point or prove anything to yourself. Just literally go out and have a look at something, explore it on your own, on your own terms. Do it for yourself and make sure that when you make that decision like, okay, I don't like this, Make sure you definitely don't like it. And it's not just that you've been given the wrong materials, given the wrong tools, been delivered it in the wrong way. Just make sure it's, it's something that you genuinely don't want to do. And especially if you're a student, especially if you're in secondary school, I know that there are those teachers that are just awful 
you hate them, you hate their class, you don't want to think about it anymore after those few years of being in that class are done. But genuinely, go go and explore it for yourself. Find fun things. For me, what I really found was helpful as a student was just sometimes if I if I couldn't connect with a subject, I'd go on YouTube and I look for weird things to do with that subject. For example, um, chemistry. Now I like chemistry, but chemistry is a difficult subject. And what I did during my A levels to engage with it a bit more is that I went on YouTube and I found this YouTuber who basically did these crazy science experiments these crazy chemistry experiments. And it actually kind of increased my interest in the subject and it made it more bearable for me because I could see a bigger picture and I could see that these little steps that I was taking, learning different random stuff, it came together and it had a purpose, you know? Putting the things in perspective can really change your outlook on a subject. So just a little advice for the students out there. Don't write things off as uh, too fast just because you don't like it. Try and engage with it a bit more before you make that decision. Like, what advice would you give if you were to talk to your younger self right now what, what advice would you give them oh depends on the year <laughs> yeah um year seven selves let's go enjoy it don't overthink every single thing that anyone ever says to you <laughs> that's that's what i'll say and that goes for every single year still continuing <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like if someone had told me that when I was younger, I might have actually listened. If that you makes still sense. Would have done it. Don't lie to yourself. You still would. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got mine. There is a drain outside of C block. Don't trip over it three times. Okay. You still have the scar. Okay. <laughs> there is a drain. You know it's there. Don't trip over it. I think another one for you, Isla, would be stop being clumsy. I just apply. I'm still trying. I'm telling myself that now, Sophie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I don't know. I think when I was in Year Seven, uh, I was very much because most of my friends, like the girl that was from my primary school that had gone like to our school as well, was in a different class. So. I knew no one in my class and any friends I had made were in 7-3. So I was forever walking around by myself trying to find these people at like break and lunch. So I think for like year seven me, it would be like, don't be so scared of being alone because I spent all of year seven panicking about being seen as like the weird girl that's just by herself. And like... That's stupid because it, now it's like, doesn't matter if you're by yourself. I mean, now I've got headphones and a phone where I just put music in and I will sit there, do some work or just on my phone, like, don't freak out about being by yourself. I think for me, I would say maybe what what I tend to do, I feel, is that sometimes you get into a new situation and you're you're like scared and you, and you start meeting new people, you start making friends. And then you kind of shut yourself off and you're like, okay, I've got, I've got these people that, that are talking to me now. And I think even when I moved for sixth form, I, I still had that kind of problem. You meet a few people and then like, that's so, that's been so much that you sort of like drop back. And I think I would just encourage, encourage her to like, don't, don't close yourself off immediately. You can keep your people that you've met, but just try and meet everyone, try and talk to everyone at least once and if if you if they're not for you they're not for you but I think that I could have had a lot more friends and I could have been like on good terms with a lot more people in my class than I was if I wasn't so so scared and like quick to close myself off to more people what about year eight would you say anything changes or or would it be more like year nine that we look at next year nine I feel yeah. like I look back at year eight and I'm I, I just, I'm like, year eight is the dosh year. Yes. Like year seven, you're new and like you don't know where you are. Year nine is like you're starting to have, you start quite a lot of your GCSE stuff in year nine. You're sort of starting to like think about that. I'm like year eight. I'm like, I would say just enjoy it. Just have fun. You're not the newbie anymore do everything you can all of like the extracurriculars and there's a trip do it like just spend time because like that is 
like the best year I think of secondary school is she probably year eight because it is just the easiest year that in my opinion anyway yeah I think that kind of summarizes year eight (laughs) but for year nine I think that that's when you start considering your options oh sorry year eight even seven eight and kind of nine just try put put your not don't put your all into all of your subjects, but don't slack off in any of them either because you think that they might because that one subject might end up being you know something that that um that you really want to do later on in life. I feel like for me, year nine was sort of like the staple year maybe for me because we got that new teacher. I remember when she joined in year nine i I was like you know just testing out different things, and I decided one day like oh let me let me do some extra biology notes let me do some extra research and just write it down little did I know that she would take our biology books in um and then I'm sat at home and my mum gets a call from the school and that's not that's never usually a good thing and I was was, oh no (laughs) and I I was just like um and my mum was like the school called um one of your teachers from school called and basically it turns out that this teacher had seen that I'd just done like a few pages of notes in my book. And she was like, wow, I thought that was really good that you went outside of your thing. And like she recognized that. And I think for me, that that was like a good thing because I think I, I wasn't necessarily a big fan of biology before, but that sort of like got me interested. Like, oh, yeah. I've done something, I've done it well and someone's interested in it. And then like you keep pursuing that. And then now I'm going to do like a biology related subject to university. And I took geography for A-level and I never would have thought that like in year seven, we had that, I think we all know exactly which teacher we're talking about. We had the uh, Scottish lady. Um, (laughs) And then we got this one teacher in year nine. And I think a bit like you, Aaliyah, it was like that. Oh, I actually do enjoy this subject and I can do well at this subject and like not, but like, Part of, obviously I said I wanted to be the primary school teacher and one of the questions I got asked quite a lot in my interviews was like, what is one teacher that like you look up to or you remember? And I'm like, that my geography teacher is that teacher because it's like, you don't realise, I think I think they know they have an impact on you, but I don't think they realise how much of an impact that they do. And like she taught me for year nine, year 10, year 11, 12, year 13, she taught me for five years. And it's like, you don't realise how much actually they can influence you and like your whole outlook on school and school life that just one teacher that just takes a little bit more of an interest in you just sort of like it's like are you okay and you're like actually no I'm not or actually it's quite nice to be seen by a teacher and like I remember in my mocks I didn't do very well because like Sophie I hadn't figured out my revision strategy yet and that just didn't work for my mocks and she just looked at me and she just went i can tell you're disappointed just like I'm not disappointed in you but like I just need you just need to adapt how you've revised for it and it was a little bit like okay as long as I felt like I'd let her down and then when she said that it was actually like okay no I'm not and she was there to support me and she helped me and she found me other revision strategies and she just coaxed me through that and straight into sick form so it's like you don't realize how much of an influence your teachers have on you until you kind of left like looking back on it I'm like I didn't actually realise how big of an impact that had upon my school life. Anyway, that was really random, but yeah. Um, Yeah, I definitely feel like I felt that, especially with my maths teachers, because my maths class, there were five students and a teacher. That was the size of my maths class. And because they were that small, it enabled me to have more of a connection, I'd say, with my teachers. And they would have more fun with us in lessons and things like that and the amount of times I've gone to them and said I'm not having a good day I don't know how I'm going to cope with this today because maths is a very hard subject and if you stop concentrating and you just daydream for two seconds you are completely lost I learned that the hard way um (laughs) but yeah those teachers they just helped me through it and I'm just looking back and I'm just so appreciative of everything that teachers do. And especially because I hear stories that they tell us of what's been happening with the younger years and how they treat them. Because we were talking about that earlier. And it's just going, you don't deserve that. 
you deserve so much more. So, yeah. yeah. I think for me, my subject that sort of fully flipped on its head was English. Because as a kid, in primary school, I was way better at maths than I was English. It wasn't that I was bad at English because as, I mean, you can't see, but I've got a lot of books in my room. (laughs) Um, I read avidly as a kid. So it wasn't that I was bad at English. I was just always better at maths. And then when I got to secondary school, it sort of started to switch. But because I'd been so used to being average (laughs) English and like good at maths, it wasn't until... GCSE years when I got new teacher <laughs> who was amazing um, and like I remember we wrote like an essay on Macbeth or maybe it was a Christmas carol I can't remember and I got like a nine on it which is obviously like the best you can do and the teacher said to me like you really surprised me but well done and that then started building my confidence in the fact of like, oh, I can actually do this. And so when my like A-level changed, it was that confidence I had in my ability for English that then made me choose it as an A-level. And so you say you don't understand the impact teachers have on you until you've gone through it can step back and go oh yeah it was literally once I had that teacher that everything started so yeah I hope you can really see how people can really have an impact on your life choices and I encourage you you know if there's that one subject just just try it just explore it or something you've always wanted to do like a hobby you've always wanted to try literally go out and try it You don't have to be perfect at it. You don't have to be good. Just find a way to enjoy it. Explore different things. And maybe you'll find something that you were always meant to do. Even the adults listening, if you've finished education completely, um, if there was something that you've always thought was cool or interesting, but you were kind of put off it, pick it up, try it. There's no harm in it. And the best thing that's going to happen is that you find something that makes you feel whole or or increases your life quality or just makes you feel passionate and the worst that will happen is that you don't like it and honestly there's not there's really no much harm in that and we end off the episode by talking about what we're going to be carrying with us to university now if you don't understand what i mean by that i just mean like mentally what tools are we going to bring what messages or lessons that we've learned in life or things reminders are we going to be bringing with ourselves because University is a huge step and I feel like it's something that some people, while some people do know the significance of it, other people don't really think about it that much and it's easy to lose yourself when you're suddenly thrown into a really unfamiliar situation. So this next section is just talking about the things that we're going to try and remind ourselves and the things that we're going to remember to carry us through, through this time. You know, if you're in university right now, think about what what is it that you're carrying or you wanted to carry? Because I think most most universities have started probably by the time you're hearing this episode or you'll be starting really soon. But just think about the morals and, and whatnot that you're going to be bringing with you, because it's so important to know who you are as a person. And even if you haven't found that yet, and even if that will be changing as well, remember, we're always changing all the time. The things we want in life are always going to be changing. But always keep something to hold on to so you don't lose yourself too much too fast change slowly and grow with the change but don't throw yourself too far into it you know it 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 can be an overwhelming time it can be difficult and i think the same would probably apply to new workplaces new jobs and new schools and whatever stage of the life of your life you're in always keep something with you that that you know that you're okay a lesson that you know that you're going to be carrying with you that you're going to be thinking about something to prevent yourself from getting too lost so yeah what's what's your like closing thoughts how are you feeling stepping into university now what 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 um experiences or lessons from your life 
as growing up and going through these past 14 years of education, what are you going to now carry with you into, I know it's been a long time, right? <laughs> what are you carrying with you into like university? What are you, what are you going to hold on to and the messages and lessons you've learned? What are you going to make sure that you take mentally? Um, I think for me, obviously going into uni, like someone said earlier, is like starting year seven again. So I think I kind of want to just be like, like tell myself, just sort of be open because everyone's in the same exact spot and situation that you are. Just be open and friendly. And if someone says, hey, we're going off to do this, do you want to do it? Be like, yeah, just try everything because that's your way in. That's like what's going to help you. And I feel like I didn't do that as much in secondary school. And looking back, I wish I'd done that and like done these other sort of clubs and stuff and then made more friends with different people. Because it's only sort of sick form when our classes shrunk that I was actually like, oh, I'm really good friends with this person. And I've actually spoken to this person before in my entire life. And actually we get on really well. Because like, I don't want to reach the end of uni and be like, find someone I could have gotten along with in like year one rather than year four. I think, especially with university, and because it's so academic, I want to try and remember that although I need to work hard and I need to like do well, I want to remember to not like give up my life to do well because, um, in younger years of school, I'd be like, no, I can't meet up with you. I've got this to do or I want to try and do this. I mean, that was partly because I was scared of going out places, but also because I was like, I've got stuff to do. I can't go out. I have to finish it. And then in sixth form, when I had three periods <laughs> and had nothing to do, it became a thing of I'd download TV shows and watch them in my freeze because I was just like, I don't have the mental energy to be doing work right now. I need to like take that break. So I want to try and keep up that sort of work life balance of like, I'm still going to do as much as I can to do well, but I also need to live a life. <laughs> I think that um, at least moving school, um, for sixth form um, I think that now I sort of know what I, I like what I dislike and I know that I'm not going to push myself because I think the mistake that I'm going to push myself yes but um, within reason with of what I know of myself because I think some people they think oh I, I haven't done these things when I was younger so when I get to university I need to do everything I need to go to this club this club this club um, I need to go to this party that party and they end up burning themselves out or sort of like going off in the wrong direction. And I think if you don't go into it sort of with like a, a pre-strength, um, sometimes you can end up sort of self-sabotaging yourself. So I think that's what I would what I would make sure is that I sort of hold on to who I know I am. And while I'll be adventurous and try new things, also be reasonable and know not to go over the limit. I've literally just written down on a piece of paper, try to be your most authentic self. That's my kind of note because you can't spend your life trying to pretend to be someone that you're not. And it is really hard to figure out who you are because no one else can tell you who you are. You have to try and figure that out for yourself. And although it will be really hard and it will take a really, really long time and you can't go, oh yeah, I now know who my authentic self is. I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. Nope, you're not. It's going to keep changing. And I think along with that, you have to recognize that sometimes change is a positive thing. And that is very hard. And I can see Danny smiling there. Um, that's a very hard thing for me, especially to try and remember a lot of the time. But I do really think it is one of the most important things to try and remember. And it's okay if it changes, because we all change. We're all developing. Our brains aren't even fully developed until 25. Fun fact. Yeah. And and don't let other people's opinions try and force you to be someone that you're not. Don't ever let that happen. That's got me all emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and as a final note, I really hope that this episode has given you a lot of stuff that you could take away. 
a lot of new advice and perspectives and maybe if you've heard this stuff before maybe it's given you a little bit of motivation to go out and try try again one thing i want to say is that people always see january as like a time of new new years you know new resolutions new goals new ambitions starting fresh but one thing i heard that is so true is that it is never too late to start again to start afresh to do a little mini reset time time just goes by the months are just a symbol of where we are in the year there's no reason why tomorrow you can't wake up and say today is going to be my new day i'm going to set a resolution a goal for this day and work towards getting there or tomorrow i'm going to pick up something new and try again you don't have to wait for january you don't have to wait for a specific time of day or a specific day of the week or a specific month for you to try something new reinvent yourself whenever you want to reinvent yourself there are no rules live your life the way that you want to live it and thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode i really hope you enjoyed it here's a bye from the loud table let's say bye to the audience (laughs) 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 stick around for a few minutes if you want to hear a few bloopers at the end and extra clips and I wish you all the very best of weeks. Go go and follow my social media. Uh, most of the updates are going to be posted on Instagram. And make sure you tag me, mention me, follow, like, subscribe, everything. I don't know how it works actually on all the platforms. But anyway, if you like Loud, give it a follow so that you can be updated whenever I post again. And also make sure that you follow along on social media especially on instagram to know when i'm going to be releasing the next episode and thank you again for listening it's been your girl ali a have a great day and i will see you in the next episode bye sevens that you really don't like they come up to me and go oh where is this i'm like basically what you want to do is it's not actually on this site you actually have to go out of the school so like if you go towards the gate then there'll be like a big group of you there but they're probably waiting for you you should probably run right and then they'll take you go and like this little year seven will sort of run off because like you know Ayla, have you actually done this no no but like honey <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are 20 next year. Don't, don't say I'm stuff like that. I'm 19 in less than a month. You are 20 next year, Sophie. That's two decades. Two decades. Right, shush. Like it. I'm 19 <laughs> in less than a month. Boy, <laughs> you are no longer a teenager next year. I still turned 18 next year, so I'm okay. <laughs> but like, Sophie. <laughs> just turned 18. Why are we talking about you know, the sun coming out from behind the clouds after the demon ages. What is your, or one of your staple demon age stories? And I turn around and I wipe yours off the board. And I remember you got really, really annoyed with me. And I was like, that's what you've been doing to me. And then as soon as I do it to you, you throw a hissy fit. And you went, hissy fit? I'll throw a hissy fit in a minute. And you like stormed off. <laughs> Hello. Hello, I would like to formally apologize. Um, I was a bit I was a bit of an overdramatic person, but you know, I've I've thought about my actions and my words and I would just like to say that I'm I'm truly sorry for the way that I treated you. I may or may not have treated you in, in year potentially seven. Hey, yeah. That sounds like an I have made a severe point. lapse of my judgment. You see, my, my brain wasn't wasn't fully developed, you know. Like you know, so, so, like like you know, sometimes like when I when I go to sleep at night, like like I can't even open my eyes, you know. <laughs> it was just so like What is going what? on? <laughs> Yes. Christmas, the Christmas special. Should we do another oh. one this year? Yeah. Oh my yes, god. Please. I think so you're cool still called Rusty Spoons in my phone because it was me, you, and oh, Isla left. Like we were saying. saying. Um, put the teddy away, Isla. It'll start talking. Isla, yeah, please put that teddy away. It's fine. Are you sure?
<laughs> I spent money on him, okay? Just, just let me know. 50 pounds. 43 pounds and 18 pence, to be specific. That's 43 two pounds, mum. It's <laughs> memories, okay? Memories. And he's soft and big. Look. I was going to say that's 43 pounds too many. Yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, what? Okay. What, 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 what? 